0: Welcome back to the 8 Pillars Podcast. I'm Kate and I'm very excited about today's episode. So I kind of thought of this episode as I've been reading the book A Little Life, which I've mentioned previously. It's been taking me a really long time to read it because of how long it is, so I keep bringing it up. But for those of you who don't know anything about the book, it's basically like a coming-of-age book about a friend group of boys, and it specifically talks a lot about one of the boys' lives. His name is Jude, and he had a lot of past traumatic events in his life life which obviously affect how he is now and him and another boy in the group Willem are basically like the two closest friends in that group and as i've been reading the book i've really been paying attention to their friendship specifically because they just have such a unique friendship they just have this like undeniable care and love for each other that is kind of explained through their thoughts and just like shown through their little actions towards each other. And they also can like joke around and mess around, but like there's no doubt that they really care about each other and go out of their way to show that. And as I've been reading it, the reason that I think it stood out to me so much is because I don't think I've seen any male friendships like that in my life and that's probably because it's always been very frowned upon for men to be open and vulnerable and affectionate towards each other which is sad to me of course but I noticed that as I was reading about their friendship I kind of thought that it just reminded me of female friendships and of some of my friendships and that got me looking into it more and looking into the difference between male and female friendships and that's not what this episode is really going to be about, but I did kind of want to just quickly mention it. So, women deal with stress in a more social way than men do. So that's typically why, if we're dealing with something hard or stressful in our lives, we resort to going and getting dinner with one of our girlfriends and telling them what's going on and kind of like hashing out a situation and getting feedback or not even feedback or advice always, but just. Like support and a person that will listen to you and hear out whatever it is you're going through. And I think that's why female friendships are just so important in our lives. And I looked into it even more and having good female friendships can actually make you happier and physically healthier because they can lower your blood pressure and boost immunity and actually promote like physical healing. So that just goes to show how actually beneficial good friendships in your life really can be and men typically deal with stress in a fight-or-flight response. So basically, if men are dealing with something hard or stressful, they're thinking of what they can do to figure it out and what they can do to solve this problem. And that is obviously a big reason on why men have a difficult time sometimes opening up about their emotion and their feelings because they're very action-oriented and thinking about what they can do rather than what they need to work on internally and get out to kind of decrease the stress that this situation is bringing them in their lives. And of course, it's hard to emotionally work through stressful situations if they don't have their male friendships to lean on. That kind of just leaves it up to their romantic relationships or any other women in their lives, which is very sad to me, but that is just kind of how things have always been. Men have kind of been discouraged to show emotion and to open up because that's kind of just been viewed as a weakness and I think over time it's becoming a lot more normal to show emotion and now I think that it's luckily being viewed as a strength rather than a weakness and I think that's great and I think that that will hopefully slowly over time also help male friendships and we will see more of these genuine, loving, and caring male friendships like I was reading about Jude and Willem's relationship. So basically, this all got me thinking about the importance of the female friendships that we have in our lives. So it really just got me thinking about how good I feel after I have like a good long conversation with one of my closest friends or how good I feel after I spend time with like a bunch of my girlfriends doing something fun. It's just like a great feeling of having full support and somebody that will listen and care about anything that it is you're dealing with or going through. And basically, all of these different subtopics led me to my overall topic that I want to talk about, which is the progression of female friendships especially in our 20s because this is the time where things really start to change for us. Everybody is going into different lines of work, going to different schools, living in different places, making new friends, getting into relationships, and a lot of things change and that changes our friendships. So I kind of wanted to talk about how to navigate some of these changes And kind of shine a light on some of the experiences that we might all be having among our friendships during this time. So basically, for as long as like 18 to 20 years, a lot of our lives are really focused on belonging to a certain group. So as we're growing up, elementary school, middle school, high school, we do sports, we do clubs, we do dance, theater, Whatever you did when you were younger, you typically were doing things that were similar to your friends. So most of your day looked a lot like your friends' days. So you guys would go to school, after school you'd have a sports practice or band or whatever you did... And then you'd go home, eat dinner, go to bed, do the same thing the next day, hang out with your friends on the weekends. And not many people, of course, not everybody, but not many people were doing anything super out of the ordinary or super separate from their friends. We were all pretty consistently seeing the same friends each week and throughout our entire days. And I think even going into college, the early years of college are really about belonging. If you went to a college where you knew some people already that were going there too like I did I was lucky to have a couple friends coming from my high school into my college that we were both able to make our own friends and also like lean on each other and come together and kind of like merge into a big friend group so that was nice to have them but I feel like freshman sophomore year a lot of girls will join sororities I didn't do that but I was lucky to have a roommate that did that, so I was able to kind of make friends with some of her friends that she made through that, and you're really just focused on doing what everybody's doing. If somebody heard of a party on a Saturday night, you were going to go to that because you had mutual friends that were going to go there, and everybody's just trying to belong somewhere and establish themselves into some sort of friend group, and then I feel like come junior, senior year, you've usually established who your closest friends are by then, and Of course, you can still make more throughout college, but usually by then it's when you start settling in and then you're kind of thinking about what are my next steps going to be after college. This is when you usually have to start thinking about what are you going to want to do after this all ends. It gets so easy to get used to being around the same people every day, just like you got used to it in high school and doing the same things that you do every single day and then one day. It's going to end and you have to prepare for what that will look like for you because, of course, none of us want to be feeling like we're behind. So this is usually when everybody starts figuring out, okay, what am I going to do for work? Where do I want to live? Who would I want to live with? And since you don't have school to tie all of you to the same place, it's kind of just open rein for anybody to go wherever they have ever wanted to go and that can cause a lot of changes for our friendships. So living in different places is a big one that can cause strains in friendships because Maybe some people aren't super good at communicating when they're not right next door to you or living near you and seeing you in class every day. So communication can become a barrier. Maybe somebody moves in with their boyfriend and they just don't make as much time to see their friends anymore. That can also cause a barrier and cause issues. There's also always the possibility that as you both grow up and start making your own choices, you might start doing things that are no longer similar to what your friends are doing and the things that you once had in common you might not have in common anymore. So that can also lead to friendships fading out or just causing issues between friends. And there are always the friends too that are kind of like time and place friends where you're really close when you're around them and doing the same things every day and then it's almost like you guys both don't even put in any effort when you're not near each other so there's nothing wrong with any of these types of friendships but all of these things are kind of bound to happen we're gonna gain and lose a lot of friends from now until 30 because there are so many different things that could change in both of your lives and it's not realistic to assume that that won't also change the friendship because it is possible And it's important to know what kind of personalities that you get along with best. And I've noticed that my friends that I've had for the longest time are really the more laid back type of friend. I love having the friends where we can go a little bit without talking and when we do finally get to meet up and talk it's like nothing ever changed and we just have so much to talk about and it's a lot of fun and there's no sort of like underlying grudges about not getting the chance to talk for a little I just like the friendships that are very easy and understanding and go with the flow because life gets busy especially once you get into your 20s and after college and I don't think it's fair to hold everybody to the same expectation that you had for them when you guys were in the same place doing the same things every day So I think that one of the biggest ways to kind of deal with all the changes that friendships in your 20s bring is to just be as laid back as possible. Of course, if anybody is really crossing your boundaries or completely changing and your morals no longer align, that's another story. But if people are just busy in their own lives and Trying to deal with the changes that their own lives bring while also balancing all of their lifelong friendships as well. It's best to just try to give people the same understanding that you would hope that they would give you. And I wanted to talk about this kind of pressure that I feel like us girls sometimes might feel like we have. And that's to only keep friends in our lives that are like our best best friends and check all the boxes of being a good friend. I think that especially as we're growing and going through all of these different changes in our lives, it wouldn't be realistic or easy at all to only keep friends in our lives that are exactly like us and that check every box of what you would expect a best friend to be. I think that the best way to navigate these changes is to be open and welcoming to your friends changing and don't be so set in stone about how they once were and how your friendship once was and be open to the fact that things might change and maybe they will change in a negative way, maybe in a positive way, but you can choose what to keep in your life and what not to keep and what not to put up with and you don't have to completely cut that friendship out. So like I mentioned about growing out of some of the things that you and your friends might have used to do together like for me for example as I got to the end of college I kind of stopped drinking and I didn't care that much for the going out scene at my school anymore. I kind of went hard with that freshman and sophomore year and I just kind of got over it as I was getting older and I just had different priorities. I also got into a relationship so I also had another person to kind of balance into my life along with my friends and That led to me kind of wanting to do different things than my friends on my weekends. And I still tried to balance doing things that I did enjoy with them. But it does get hard when all of your friends want to go out on a weekend and you don't want to go out every night of the weekend. So of course, you're not going to be with each other as much if you both want to be doing different things. But that didn't mean that I couldn't have fun with them doing other things at different points of the week. And I always tried to make time for that. So, I think one of the best things to do as we're going through all of these changes is to take advantage of when you do get a moment with your close friends and take advantage of doing things that you both can mutually enjoy and not hold any grudges towards each other. And I think as we get older, a lot of our views on life and our morals could change in our values, and sometimes they no longer align with our friends' values. So this is where I kind of want to talk about the topic of putting people into boxes. So just like I mentioned earlier about how it's okay to keep people in our lives that aren't checking every box of what we expect a great friend to be, putting people into boxes is kind of a safe way to keep somebody in your life for what you enjoy them for, and protect yourself from what might be harmful to your energy. So say you have a friend that you have a lot of fun with and you guys like to go shopping together, get lunch together, but they're not somebody that you could sit down and have a three-hour conversation with because they're just not a very deep person. You guys just don't have conversations like that. That's okay. You can still do all of the fun things that you have fun with them doing and just save the deep conversations for the friends that are able to do that with you. And then there could be the friends that you really like to go out with and they're super fun and you always laugh a lot together, but you maybe can't trust them to tell them everything that you might not want everybody knowing. So That's another example of putting somebody into a box where you can have a lot of fun with them, but maybe you're not going to tell them everything deep and dark that's going on in your life because maybe they just have proven over time that that's not something that you can do with them. It doesn't mean that you have to completely cut these people off in your life, of course, unless there was any sort of like serious betrayal where they clearly showed that they don't value your friendship that much. That would be a different story, of course, and that kind of person, of course, would be somebody that you should be cutting off and protecting yourself from, but... I'm just talking about less extreme cases of friendships where you do enjoy them in a lot of different ways, but maybe not every single way where you could consider them your best, best friend. And then, of course, there's the friends where you can have deep conversations with you can have fun with you can laugh with you can just do it all and you can trust them and you know they would never do anything to harm you and those are the people that I would consider best best friends and then kind of going along with actually putting up boundaries and removing people from your life if they do cross them I want to talk about how a lot of times we might have friends that we've had our entire lives since elementary school since middle school you could have known them forever and you I feel like a lot of times, especially us girls, we feel like we have an obligation to some of our friends that we've had for a really long time. So... They could be somebody that you've just always had as a good friend but as time goes on maybe they have toxic patterns that keep coming into your life and you keep making excuses for it because you've known them for so long. Knowing somebody for a really long time when they're bringing more negativity into your life than positivity isn't a valid reason to keep them in your life. You shouldn't be in a friendship where you feel like the whole friendship itself is based on you paying off some debt to them. That's not a friendship. A friendship is supposed to be a relationship where you both are benefiting from being in each other's lives and that's not to say that people can't go through things and at sometimes like any relationship one person might have to carry more of the weight than the other person but if it gets to a point where somebody's only constantly bringing negativity and stress into your life then that is when you need to put up a boundary for yourself and remove them from your life and not feel guilty about it because you've known them for so long. I feel like that's going to be a thing that a lot of us will have to deal with in our 20s and you will save yourself a lot of stress if you just accept the idea that not everybody is going to be a lifelong friend and it's better to protect your energy than keep somebody in your life because you feel like you owe it to them. And that's also just not being fully genuine in that friendship anyways. If somebody isn't being good to you and you're not enjoying being around them and you still are forcing yourself to be around them, then it's honestly better even for them for you to just cut them off because that's no longer a genuine relationship. So now I just want to go through a few of my tips. I've kind of already talked about them, but just some tips for navigating all these different changes in our friendships as we go throughout our 20s. So first, I kind of already talked about it, but be open to your friends changing and your friendships changing. And as your friends change and they are interested in different things, they're spending their time doing different things, try to see the positives in those changes rather than be so unwilling to change that you're just threatened by whatever changes they bring into your friendship. So, the more that you embrace all the different quirks and different things that go on for your friends throughout the years, I mean, people are gonna get married, people are gonna have kids. I mean, maybe not as early as our 20s, maybe towards the end, but I mean, I've even seen so many people from my high school get engaged, get pregnant. Like, the changes are just going to be constant from here on out. And who knows, those big things are probably gonna happen for some of your friends and some people just might move across the country, some people might go live abroad, who knows what could possibly happen, your friends might take up an entirely new hobby, I mean, look at me. I started a podcast. Like, people are going to be spending their time doing a lot of different things than they used to, and it's better to just embrace those changes and try to see the good in them because that will foster a much healthier relationship for your friendships to continue growing. And then my next tip is to just understand that people's lives get busy and things cannot always stay exactly how they once were in college or in high school. So, Like I said, we're all going to be spending our time doing a lot of different things and it's better to just not take it personally. If somebody isn't super good about responding to you or making plans with you, of course, if they're completely blowing you off and it's something extreme, that's a different story. Like I've been saying this whole time, but the more that we try not to take a change in effort or in communication personally, the more comfortable our friends will feel to be like completely transparent about if they're busy or if they can't talk. And if we can be more easygoing and laid back in how we go about all of these different communication shifts, then it will allow for those friendships to flow a lot more effortlessly. Like even right now, I basically had some pretty big changes with my friendships after college because I immediately got out of college and started working my nine to five and I came home to save money for a year. And Some of my closest friends, like my two closest roommates at school, they both continued with schooling. One of them's getting, well, they're both getting their master's, so they continue going to school, so one of them moved to Charleston and the other one is in Colorado, so both completely far away from me. I have to take a flight to go there. I've already visited one of them in Charleston and that was very fun and the other I will be visiting, but... Those were big changes where we're both just not on the same schedules and lifestyles and we're not nearly in the same place. So it's like a very big shift from living together and being in seeing each other every single day to being a flight away from each other and being completely busy with all new people. I mean, I'm not with all new people, but I'm busy with my job and all the stuff that I'm doing. So all of our lives just got completely separated so it takes a lot more effort on our parts to communicate and keep up that relationship and show that same care for each other that we had in college and it's really helped because I'm really lucky to have a lot of friendships that are pretty easygoing and we'll FaceTime and we'll text or we'll send little Snapchat memories to each other and I feel like these are all just like nice ways of communicating and Reminding each other that you still do care about the friendship and want to put effort into it, and our lives are just in different places right now. And then my next tip is to not be threatened by any of the changes that your friends go through. So don't be threatened by their changes and also don't use their changes against them. So the only kind of example that I can really think of right now is kind of like my own personal one. So I kind of stopped getting into the drinking stuff and partying stuff a little bit towards the end of college and I still will go out and I still, well, I I like wine. I'll have a glass of wine here and there, but... Overall, I'm not like going and getting drunk on a Saturday night. It's just like not my ideal activity anymore. And that's fine. That's my own choice. And other people still like to do that and to each their own. That is great. Do what you enjoy and what makes you happy. But it's important to not hold anything against our friends changing and no longer wanting to do the same things that we used to do together. So like me not drinking, it it's nice to not have my friends hold that against me that it's no longer of interest to me anymore, but I also wanted to give the advice that people should also not be threatened by any changes that are going on in their friends' lives. So, like the example of me not drinking. If all of a sudden one of your friends isn't interested in going out and partying anymore, that doesn't mean that you can't still go out and party. That doesn't mean that you're behind or that you're doing something that you should not be doing anymore. You should be doing the things that make you happy and that you have fun doing and just because your friends change it doesn't mean that you also have to follow their lead. You both should just be accepting of each other's changes and care enough about the friendship to still want to make the friendship work where you do still have things in common. And then my last tip is that like I mentioned earlier if somebody is bringing any sort of toxicity or negativity into your life where It is no longer a mutually beneficial relationship. It doesn't matter how long you've known them. It doesn't matter if you used to go to their parents' house for dinner. You don't owe them anything because if somebody is taking away your peace or disrupting it, then that is not somebody that deserves to have a place in your life anymore. And I do want to acknowledge that friendship breakups can be harder than romantic relationship breakups because most of the time they're very unexpected and I think that we don't expect them to hurt as much as they usually do, but they really do because you get so used to having somebody in your life just because you enjoyed the company of each other. So that can sometimes be even harder than when you're when a romantic relationship breaks up where you had a lot more things tying you guys to each other. But I think that friendship breakups can be even harder because that's somebody that you chose to keep in your life just because you enjoyed each other's company not because you found them attractive not because you did anything physically together not because of any sort of like status thing or any reason that some people might get into a romantic relationship or money a friendship is just that we enjoy being around that person so that can really hurt a lot more than any romantic relationship breakup so it is important to Be patient with yourself and grieve a friendship breakup the same way that you might a regular breakup because it is equally as hard if not more. But I did want to talk about this topic because we're all going to deal with all of these different changes in our lives for the next like 10 years and there's no way of knowing what they'll bring so I wanted to just give a few reminders that might help us along the way to make some of these changes a little bit easier and even more enjoyable, if possible, because there are ways to embrace these changes and not just view them as uncomfortable. So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and please leave the podcast a five-star rating and review. That would be so great. And follow the podcast Instagram at 8pillarspod, and I will see you next week.